You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome back to Fly and Call. Today I'm stoked to bring you my conversation with Australian rock band Skies. They have an awesome sunshiny energy and their newest record, Rehearsal, is one hell of a ride. We're talking about the band's preparation for the album, the diversity in genre, and even clear up a slight misconception around where the name Rehearsal came from. Oh, and it debuted at number one on the Australian charts, so you know there's something going on. Sit back and enjoy. I know you wrapped up recording the album shortly before everything kind of locked down. I'm just kind of curious how it feels to finally have it out and how kind of how your relationship to it has changed since then. Um, I kind of just, um, I sort of just left it alone, I guess, you know, well, after the studio, you know, like when you come back from the studio, always, yeah, you're kind of, um, yeah, if we finished it there. Oh, we finished it kind of like halfway through the lockdown because we were mixing it and stuff still. But then after that, I just thought, I just sort of left it left it alone for a bit. And I, it, for me, it hasn't changed much. I, I still love all those songs that we did just as just as much as when I recorded them. I, I'm pretty much because and because I didn't like just keep listening to it or thinking about it. I just tapped out. They sort of. Do, they still seem fresh as to me, even though it was like, you know, re- we recorded it about a year ago. Yeah. And I mean, I know you've uh, been able to plan that kind of short record release tour, which still seems like so far away for me, like up here in the States. Um, but like, how does it feel to kind of be playing those songs now and be back on stage too? Yeah, we only, we did one like the night before last that was, oh, we did two in a row, but they, it felt like regular is the first time that's ever that's happened, you know, in, in so long, I can't even remember, but um, yeah. And just to, and just to play new songs is, is uh, just exciting anyway. You know, we played all those songs. We played pretty much the whole album and um, yeah, it's just makes you feel like it makes you feel like a new band again or something, you know? It's kind of like starting over when you start when you change the whole set list over like that. We played the whole set list, like we played the whole album start to back at the at the first gig, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't. I think we should play some other songs as well." <laughs> like, you know, because I sort of, you know, if you put yourself in the punter's shoes, like, you know, if you go to a gig, no matter how much you love the band or the new record, you still kind of want a little to play a little bit, uh, want a little bit of diversity or something. <laughs> yeah, like oh, like some old some older stuff too. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, especially with it being like so fresh, like having that release of being able to like sing along to the songs that you might not necessarily be familiar with yet. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it came out like the day before that that show. So, but yeah, 
And I feel like there's kind of like somewhat more of a sense of urgency to rehearsal than your past releases. I mean, there's still definitely like the laid back sunny vibes as well, but um, where does that kind of like urgency come from? Sense of urgency. Um, shit, man, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, like, you know, I haven't only have two songs on the, um, on the record, like songs that I wrote um, the lyrics to and stuff. So I don't know. Um, I guess Benny, I guess Benny's changed like a lot as a songwriter over the last couple of years, just matured a lot. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like my songs are still pretty just whatever, <laughs> like not as, not as thought out as his and stuff. So, so I don't know. You'd probably have to ask him. I don't know about that one. Eh? I mean, as far as like the, the energy behind the music as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we just went in there and just banged it out. <laughs> <laughs> I read that you kind of, rehearsed a lot beforehand ironically rehearsed but um you know in order to kind of like be able to record a lot of it live can you talk a little bit about that and kind of like how it was either similar or different from you know your past recording process um yeah for sure yeah um we've just always done we we have always done like everything or not everything you know it, it varies on how well we all play but the all the previous recordings and this one as well has been me and Johnny getting the same take at the same time. Like if I'm on bass um, and I'm pretty sure this record has like pretty much all the same guitar tracks too. So yeah, we had to fucking practice cause like, <laughs> you know, cause we, we needed to play the song start, start to finish without that fucking up. But um, uh, it was kind of similar as our last, the previous record, My Mess. Except we just tried like even harder this time. Um, working with Catherine Marks, she, she was there like producing it, and she she was just like making us work like crazy hard, do like pushing us to the brink of like how many takes we could do each time. Um, which was which was good, and I reckon it like helped the the end product. You know, like I think it sounds like as good as anything that we've ever ever done for sure. Was there like any song in particular that you really had to like kind of work hard on? Yeah, it's always like the ones that you think are going to be easy. So I don't know <laughs> what ones that would have been. I can't remember exactly, but that was one of the ones that were like, oh, this is going to be easy, you know. It just ended up being like crazy fucking hard. I can't remember, I can't remember which one. But yeah, that was like one that we had to keep coming back to day in, day out. We're like, shit, we must fucking suck. <laughs> getting there in the end that's nice and then i also read that you kind of like tracked pretty much exclusively with like vintage gear from the 60s and 70s and um i love hearing about gear talk even though it sometimes kind of goes over my head but i'm curious kind of what were some of like the favorite pieces that you used and how they kind of shaped the sound um oh god i can't really remember i remember there was like a reverb like box thing that was used on some of um like the Joe Division recordings that was there. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't even know. If, I'm pretty sure we ended up using it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what gear. I I was just using like an old Ampeg. My, my setup wasn't like crazy old school, I don't think. When we were at the music farm, like where we were kind of did the, we were just trying to do like some demos, but we actually ended up using some of the recordings from there. Those demos that we did or like you know I'm pretty you know they weren't really demos we were kind of just going to the studio before we needed to go to the studio to to because we just met um Catherine and she just wanted to hear us play and we were just playing the songs and and re roughly recording them but that um, that ended up being like um 
yeah, one of my songs, Fade Away, that was actually recorded there close to where we live rather than the second studio we hit down on the Central Coast. But um, all their gear that they have in there is like all real old stuff. It's a real cool studio. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that kind of like really stands out to me about the album is uh, the pacing, which I feel like I especially appreciate because it's kind of like if you kept the the same high energy the whole way through, I could almost see myself getting a little bit exhausted by it. But um, what was kind of like your mindset and the process like for putting together the sequence then? Yeah, we actually started sequencing the um, album in the studio, which we'd never done before. I think because it did, ha- there was like a few more slow songs and stuff. So we, we were conscious of that and to make it like sort of have a bit of a roller coaster ride effect when you listen to it. Um, I'm not sure if everyone likes that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. Like, yeah, you know, and I feel like it's, there's a lot of the similar kind of themes throughout the record that sort of come in and out with Benny's songs. And, um, yeah, we kind of just knew when we were doing, like we'd finish the song, come in and then put it there and then we'd like actually change the the order of it on the white world. And we're like, yeah, that's how the record should go. It just almost felt like we knew like we all were just agreeing on it as we were going along. So then by the time we left the record, we had it recorded, but we also had the track listing, which is just like usually kind of a bit of a tricky thing to, to come up with. Yeah. I feel like if I was in a band, I would be the person who would be like listening to like every possible variation of the track listing. Be like, which way does this work perfectly? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause it, that's the, like one of the cool things about doing a whole album. Yeah. You know, is you get to t- you get to you get to you know make it tell a story how you want in what order it's it's a big part of it for sure but yeah we did it we did it in there yeah and I mean you mentioned um, like you, you're kind of not sure if everyone likes the kind of roller coastery vibe that it has I'm curious how it kind of like played out uh, as far as audience reaction at the the release show that you did play it kind of like all the way through yeah it's really cool like in real life for sure people are always just tell you everything's fucking good like in person and shit it's more like on the internet i've just seen a few people like i've seen like some people were like um this is cool like so glad that they've uh, but um so glad that they've like uh you know um changed their sound which i wasn't even fucking that like um conscious of like i, I knew that we we're mixing it up heaps but there's still lots of songs that sound like we always you know have and then there's like a few acoustic ones but um if you you know if you listen to like our whole back catalogue it's always been pretty diverse anyway I guess not many people have just paid attention to a lot of those older b-sides and stuff but um and then some people I've even read uh yeah who knows man I'm pretty sure it's been good like everyone at the shows like the the shows were loving it and like already like you said just a couple days out they were singing the words and stuff I just think you know sometimes if if it, it does sound so different to people. It can like it might just be a bit of a um, an original jolt, but then um, maybe it'll it, it'll grow on you or something. I don't know about you, but like whenever I hear like a, a band I like's new stuff, I'm never fucking blown away really. And then I sometimes even go like, oh yeah, it's all right. And then and then I end, and then it'll like slowly like over a week or two become like my favorite song or something. But the response has been great. Like everyone, like our fans are really cool and like are just totally down for, you know, letting us do whatever we want to do. And I don't think you can really pigeonhole us too much as like a certain type of band anyway. So I feel like we're, we can do whatever we want. You mentioned that kind of like the diversity in genre. I'm curious, kind of like what, what were your uh, kind of starting points in music as far as listening and performing? Um, for, for me, it was... um. 
like you know what my parents were listening to my dad would just you know he'd play like Neil Young and Paul Kelly and then he'd also play like um he had a pretty like diverse taste in music as I sort of do now I've kind of taken that on I guess or I listened to like everything but back then he was I remember the stuff like even like Cat Stevens and stuff like just story um songs with stories um stories in them and he he would like have some like punk records and stuff too that um got me really hyped and um also you know I have an older brother as well so he got me on like so then I don't know, I feel like anyone that is around my age that has had an older brother like just had to get into like punk and stuff <laughs> yeah the initiation <laughs> and I like love really loved rap and rap when I was I still do but yeah so yeah pretty much every genre <laughs> <laughs> what, were, what were some of those first records that got you like really excited well I remember my dad had the um he randomly had uh the offspring smash um record and that, I just loved that like it had like a cool intro and shit and then the songs were all fast as fuck and um that got me hot it got me amped I remember like listening to that like on the weekends in the morning like real loud just going like just thinking that was like the coolest shit ever <laughs> that's like one I can remember and then um yeah I remember like I got <laughs> heaps into Tupac a friend like burnt me a CD with like just a bunch of random Tupac songs on it. I was like that, like real angry songs and stuff. I was like, love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, I mean, are there any uh, like specific moments on the record that you kind of like hope uh, elicit the same kind of reaction that you had to that first music to like new fans? Um. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, I really hope so, for sure. But, you know, I never really like consider that kind of thing when I'm, making music or whatever I would hate that pressure <laughs> like imagine being in the studio like yeah this is going to be the song that's going to like be the pinnacle of like some kids you know music listening career it's going to kick it off or something but that has happened to us over the years so that's fucking like absolutely insane to think you know had kids come up to us and say that some of our music has been that kind of like um you know turning point for them which is like yeah amazing Sip of Wine seems to be kind of like the immediate like fan favorite deep cut just from, you know, looking around on the internet and stuff. And I'd love to hear about a little bit about how that one came together. Yeah, that, that one was, um, that was probably the funnest one to record. I'd say it's kind of like just Johnny's just like smashing the drums on that track. We played that the other night and he's just, he's just fucking like, yeah, just going off. But, um, yeah, I can't remember. I think we just, I think we, we had only played it a few times before we um, met up with Catherine and yeah, then we sort of put that little bridge bit in there and that gave it like kind of, you know, when we were in there, we were feeling like it had a sort of different sort of nineties kind of grunge vibe in it in, Oh, super wine. Yeah. No, sorry. I was thinking of curse my happiness. <laughs> sorry. Um, how'd that one come about? Uh, I don't know. Benny made it up and then we just banged it out in the stew. I can't remember. I can't. That was like the one I remember, like when Johnny starts playing on the drums. I was we're, we're in the studio. We were saying that it's like, a, um, you know, we're tra- it's like yeah, it's like a train. Like it's got the rhythm of like a fucking old train, like chugging along or something, mm-hmm. like a steam train. It's like jing 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 jing, or like yeah. riding a horse. Like it's like that <laughs> tempo. 
so that was real fun and then and then it's um that yeah that's one of the funnest ones to play for sure you know you're talking about that kind of like that that rhythm section um I think Under the Thunder is kind of like one of my favorites on that because of the kind of like the groove that like really drives it. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that one too. Yeah, that I reckon that's out like it, it's definitely the most got the most like groove out of any of our songs. You know, that was when we put that out. We were like people didn't really like even think that was too much different. But for us, like playing that, this felt that was like something that we've actually never done before. You know, like a song with like such it's kind of you know, it's pretty riff driven kind of, um, yeah, that was one that we, we really got down like jamming with like a, a while ago, you know, and we'd just jam it at band practice. We'd just like at the end of each like time if we were, you know, going through some old songs to go do a run of shows or something, we'd, we'd play that. And it was just like, just something that we'd, it was like the treat for us at the end of the band practice. Cause it's so fun to play under the thunder. Benny, I think Benny, I'd heard him say, that he like kind of, yeah. I think he he wrote that song a few different ways before he, it ended up um, becoming, you know, what it was. It was I think it was almost like, pretty sure it was like almost he was sort of singing it like kind of sarcastically and stuff, and then it came into, you know, then we sort of just made it a bit our own, and then he could stop singing it sarcastically. I think. Then how does that like process of kind of like taking the initial idea and then refining it to the finished product? How's that typically like go for you? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. Like for us, we, me, well, Johnny will like, uh, Benny will send us some voice recordings usually of a song that he has written. Um, and then me, and then when we get together at practice after listening to it, we'll sort of like throw around some ideas for structures and, you know, bits and pieces like that. Yeah. And then usually we just, and then we just usually jam it for ages until, until it's time to go, to go in to record it. But, um, which seems pretty basic, but um, my ones, my ones are usually like pretty fucking like half finished, you know. And it takes me longer to kind of to get there to get a song that's like completely finished. So it might just take longer. I remember like for for um, which one was it? A bush? I think it was like Bush TV. Um, oh no, it was another one that I'm not even sure. Like put put ended up getting on the record that one that I had, but. You know, I got into the studio and Catherine was like, yeah, this is like almost a song, but we need to like, <laughs> sort of like, you know, it needs to have different parts and shit. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah, it does need different parts. <laughs> this is a bit fucking shit at the moment, isn't it? But like we worked, you know, that was, uh, that's something I'd be like uh, keen to do in the future is like work more, like cl- more closely with someone like that to, to help like, uh, you know, f- flash it out like in there. But usually, yeah, usually it's just, um, it's just pretty, it's pretty easy. We don't really fuck around with them too much. Sometimes they do. They do change a bit in the studio. I don't know. I'm pretty, feel like I've just said every single answer that I could have to your question. <laughs> that's all good. That's, that's how it goes, you know. Inspiration can yeah. come from any direction, I guess. <laughs> yeah, my head's just bouncing around, like fucking my brain's slingshotting around like a pinball. Just woke up, sorry. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, and I mean, talking about like your relationship with Catherine and the way that... I've seen you kind of talk about the the other members of like the the Skanks team, for lack of a better word. Um, it sounds like the kind of like community aspect of it is something that's important to you. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's like for, for me is the most um, uh, it's like the best thing about being in a band is like being able to work with your friends and 
and we we've been really lucky to have a, a bunch a group of like um real um you know just creative and um cool friends that we've like sort of always just worked with and it just feels more like a like a, a family in that way to me i've never felt like it's being in this band has ever been has ever um been like a job or anything bunny man's out guitar um tech and tour manager and kind of he takes photos of us all the time and shit and it, i just feel like he's part of the band and then irvine who does um all our art and stuff like he's definitely you know he's part of the i feel like part of the band i feel and billy our sound guy everyone's sort of all, has it's just like kind of real loyal crew gergis our manager he's always been our manager only had one like that kind of shit so um, for me it's real cool real cool i don't would it have been it'd be too hard to like try and work with different people all the time <laughs> for sure and i mean you mentioned irvine who's done so much of your artwork and i know you kind of just launched the art the collaborative art gallery with him um i'd love to hear more about how that came together and how that uh that kind of launch went yeah it was, it was cool as um i think he sold a few pieces and stuff we've uh, i don't know if we've ever done like it that was kind of like our launch party sort of thing we just chucked the record on and sort of milled about like have drinking beers and stuff that's sort of how we got um how we not how we got started but that was like a big part of um you know it was the uh, you know like it was a turning point for our band when we met Irvine and um Gergis who's um our manager and they're like best friends they used to have like a little gallery in Cronulla in Sydney and um yeah we used to play just they they'd have like art shows and stuff there and then we'd play in like a tiny little room there that was like some of the early that was the first time we ever sold out a show it was like a room you can only fit like 30 people in it was like but you know that's like that was back in 2014 when we met those guys and we're doing that 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 sort of stuff so it was pretty much just the same shit that we've already been doing forever but just like we're still doing it and it seems to be it was on a it was in a bigger room this time it wasn't at the space you know it was like bit bigger room <laughs> but it was cool Irvine ended up staying over I me and him stayed up late and I got hung over as fuck the next day yeah I mean can you talk a little bit about kind of like I got like the art direction and what it is about his work that makes you kind of like keep going back to him well I think at the start of the band yeah I guess we just like kept using using his art like and then um it just like matched the, the just it just made sense like it made sense for like his art made sense for for the music that we're making at the time and it just meshed really well and he's like super into music and like a similar we like heaps of similar bands and artists and you know he would he would just like he would always like listen to the music and then do the art while he's like listening to the music his style's like real quick and stuff like he can finish like something like in the in the time it takes to listen to that song so it's like i just think that kind of like his his sort of um spontaneity and stuff like matched the band and like i can have an idea and just and just like have an idea and just send it send it like him like the the, the smallest bit of direction and then he'll send something back that's like um you know not at all what i was thinking but is like twice as good you know and i like that that kind of like just someone that's down to just collaborate like that, like on a, you know, I like, you don't want to, uh, we wouldn't want to tell him to exactly what to do, but you, you know, just like he, he would like, like a tiny bit of direction. Then you'll just be like, yeah, totally. You can just come back like with like a full cool finished thing. 
I just think it's a good collaboration. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, I know the name rehearsal is kind of born from uh, Ben being encouraged to like chase the band opportunities without worrying about you know, kind of the repercussions in his day job, uh, kind of like a, this is real, not rehearsal kind of thing. Can you tell me a little bit I think about that's been, that's been like misconstrued a little bit, <laughs> um, <laughs> that, 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 because like that, what Benny was taught, people think that, that Benny was talking about that, like last year or something that was, um, in like 2014, oh, know, that, okay, gotcha. that he had that conversation with that guy. Cause, um, yeah, that, that's from like back then. And I think, it's just like what that guy said to Benny, the dude at his work that was like, yeah, you know, take this opportunity while it's here. You can come back and work at the beer factory later if you want. I think that's just like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I really don't want to like just speculate on shit that Benny says, but um, yeah, mate, like, I don't know. All I can say is I know that he said that back then and like, it doesn't, it doesn't like me, me, I don't think it, um, I think it just it means the same thing as it does today, but yeah, maybe in like a different way be, because, um, because I guess, cause the band's like, you know, we've been playing together for so long and it's just, um, yeah, it's all built up to, to this lot. Like this is our most re- recent shit and we're not practicing anymore. That's how mm. I like see it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I guess just kind of generally, can you reflect a little bit about, you know, kind of the, the career path that the band has taken over the last, you know, five or six years? It was pretty like, pretty much just, we were just playing shows and um, we didn't really have um, a clear direction, like, because we were so preoccupied just being like in vans and stuff, like bouncing around playing shows. And we've never really had one either. Like never been like, oh, next year we're going to fucking do this or like try and play something else. Like we've just like continued to play and, and just sort of just, just written written it you know just just gone with it <laughs> we've like yeah that's pretty much the, that's pretty much how we've been doing it but then the last year or you know over a year has been obviously heaps different so we're all in like different head spaces now yeah and how's that kind of like affected you know all the sides of things whether it's like you know as far as just the fact that you're not able to tour and you know also like the creative side as well yeah, like I started trying to write songs like a way that I'd never had before. I I, I was um sitting in my room and trying to do it like a fucking job or some shit. Like I was like, I'll get in there at nine in the morning and I'm going to try and write songs and record them until, you know, five in the afternoon. But um didn't really work out. <laughs> it's like heaps of shit songs. But, you know, tried it. There's like, there might be some songs in there that, that, are, that are okay. But um yeah, I don't know. I'd just go out and, and sometimes I'd, you know, this is like six months ago. We had nothing on. I'd go and just like play tunes with Johnny. We've been pretty like you know. I've been doing heaps. In in we didn't do much like last year, pretty much, while we waited for this record to come out. But yeah, nice. <laughs> and then I I always like to wrap up the show the same way, which is just by asking for a piece of advice or something you've been thinking about lately that you want to share, whether it's music or life or whatever else. Man. I don't know. I'm so not the person to come to for advice. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> um, have fun. <laughs> Is that good? It sounds fitting for skags. Have fun. Yeah. Eat yum food. Um, you know, have fun and eat yum food, I reckon. Woohoo! Another great episode to add to the list. Be sure to give rehearsal a spin, especially if you're from the States and haven't heard the name skags before. The Australian scene has some really great stuff going on that doesn't always make its way north of the equator, but it's more than worth your time. Find the Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. 
Special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane Palermo for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FlyOnTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FlyOnTheCallPod at gmail.com. Take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy your day. reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Yeah! The Wrath of the Buzzard. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.